welcome to the Turning 30 podcast. I'm your host, Turning 30 coach Emma Wilson, and today we're talking all about turning 30 and quitting the nine to five. I've invited the wonderful Fiona Grayson, or Fee as she's actually known, from She Can, She Did. Fee is 28, she's based in the UK, and she quit her nine to five job when she was just 25 back in 2017 to set up her own business. This started out as a blog interviewing women business owners, which then led to a podcast, and also she runs in-person networking events all over the UK. In September, Fee launched a first-of-its-kind benefits program exclusively for women business owners, and I'm so obsessed with the business idea and excited for you to hear all about it and to hear her story. Hi Fee, welcome to the Turning 30 podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Emma. I feel like, like we were just saying, I'm so looking forward to this. I feel like I'm ready for a ramble. It's a Friday. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have such a ramble about quitting our nine to five, something that I've actually done quite a few times. I'm not sure how many times you, you've done it, but I know I have lots of experience in that. Uh, but I'm really excited that you're here, actually, because I'm not sure if you know, but you've had such a big part in my entrepreneurial journey up until now and becoming a freelancer and I've actually been a um supporting she can she did since right at the beginning when was it exactly that you first started it August of 2017 right so I think I discovered it like six months later I think I remember following you I think that you had about 300 followers when I first joined. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate that. So how did you come across it? So the reason I came across it was because I was at a crossroads of deciding what to do. And I was in a job working in conference management. <laughs> so the job that I was in was basically sponsorship for international conferences. And I was kind of flying all over the world and it was from the outside what looked like a really great job but I would get to my hotel rooms and I would be abroad away from family and friends and I just knew that this wasn't the career that I wanted so I started to really think about what I wanted to do next and it came up in my head that I would love to be my own boss I didn't know where to start at this point you know this was nearly five years ago now uh, for me when I first started having these initial ideas of what I wanted to do and I found She Can, She Did. And I think the thing, obviously I loved it because it was just stories and I love reading blogs about um, women who really step into their power and do these things. But I remember, I think it was after your first few interviews, you posted your own personal story. And I remember reading it and it was like, oh, I've left my job working in conference management. And I'm like, what? We have the same career. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah, how I that's discovered crazy. you. Oh, amazing. So what, what kind of events did you used to do then? I was doing medical conferences. Okay, amazing. What and kind like of looking conferences were you doing? Uh, so all f- uh, foreign exchange finance banking ones. Um, but I was on the production side, but worked with like the sponsorship teams and stuff. But um, yeah, I can completely relate to that story. I love that. Yes, I really, I want you to tell your story. Obviously, I know it because I've been following you. Uh, So I'd love you to to share it with us. But uh, it's funny because everyone listening is probably like, what, conference management? Because it really is that world that unless you're in it or you've worked in it, it's just... Yeah, you fall into it. It's a random one. So random. No one really knows um, what it is. I remember leaving uni and just Googling like... um, You know, travel, research and 
I can't, I can't even remember just trying to like find a job and then that like job popped up and I kind of then googled conference production and um a few different roles came up and I remember just yeah going for it but all of us on the team said you know how random it is and just it's crazy because it gives you so much responsibility like I remember that my day two on the job my old boss he said right we want to launch a cybersecurity one in New York off you go but um <coughs> essentially that role um as a producer, was to research the markets, um, so predominantly the FX market, find out the challenges. So on a day-to-day basis, it was like going off to Canary Wharf and interviewing the traders, C-level suite at the banks, et cetera, et cetera, and just finding out what their core challenges were. And on the back of that, writing the conference programme, getting the speakers on board, and then project managing the sponsorship ops and marketing team across the board, um, flying out, like, like you said, and then making sure it all went smoothly on the day. Um, but essentially, like I uh, was promoted a couple of times whilst I was there and the pay for my age was really good. And I remember just looking at um, some of the women about 10 years my senior and just realising like if I'm I'm not, you know, on a day to day basis, I'm not passionate about this. You know, the, the actual research at hand, finance didn't do anything for me. Um, and I remember just thinking like if I don't walk away from this, the pay and the perks of the corporate side of this job are going to become too hard to walk away from. Um, And I think that was starting to like bubble up inside me and I was also getting up at half five, commuting into London, spending £500 a month on my commute. Um, I was at my desk at half seven and just it all I remember just thinking like this isn't why I've worked so hard at school and uni, like this isn't what I signed up for and my parents both walked away from their corporate careers when I was about 10 so I'd grown up in a household where I'd seen how you know the sacrifices that mum and dad um took to kind of get their businesses off the ground and on the one hand they were so so much happier because and they were around more so I really saw my parents but on the flip side you know if they were poorly they didn't get paid or we didn't go on holidays and all the material things like pulled back whilst everything went into getting the businesses off the ground so at the time back in 20 it was 2016-17 um it was when the girl boss hype was starting to build and even like you said like digital nomad thing like it was kind of this kind of idea of running a business online the fact that you know it was super glamorous and glossy and I was like stumbling across more and more women my age that were launching businesses but it all just looked too glamorous in my opinion like or too easy um social media just wasn't sharing what actually goes on behind the scenes to launch a business so I remember just thinking I was out in Boston uh, an email came through from work that was just like the final straw and I remember um just thinking right this is long story short um but I remember just thinking I've been unhappy for a while um I'm gonna quit my sister I screenshotted that email and sent it to my sister and she just said like uh you've been feeling this way for a while now Fee I know you you'll figure it out just quit and I had the day to kill in Boston before my flight home and I remember wanting to see Harvard Uni before I left and I just remember power walking in the tiff it was tipping down with rain to Harvard just thinking like what can I do and it basically boiled down to working out what I was passionate about and that was research but not finance um 
writing and the fact that I wanted my own business but didn't know how I was going to go about doing it and was frustrated that I couldn't access that. And so basically I just decided um, in a space of 28, 48 hours that I would have my notice in, figure it out um, and just start reaching out to these women and see if they're willing to open up to me and be really super honest and we'll just go from there. And I literally... Mum picked me up from Heathrow the following morning. I told her, she said, love it, go for it. Um, which, you know, I've got an amazing mum that just, she's, yeah, just super supportive and just trusts me to just, like, make it work. You know, like, it's sort of, I remember her over the months leading up to actually going self-employed, she had a few sort of, not wobbles, but she was just checking that I'd really thought about it. But equally, there was you know, she was always just like, yeah, just go for it. Um, and I handed my notice in when I went back into the office. And granted, there was three months notice to work. But um, yeah, it was very much, it was quite spontaneous-ish, you know? Yeah, no, thanks so much for sharing that story. I absolutely love it and resonate so much with so so many things that you said. But seeing as the episode is, I guess, turning 30 and quitting the nine to five. I don't want to brush over that whole part that you said that it was really a spontaneous decision that it just, that you said the email was the, like the straw that broke the camel's back and that was just it. And you just said, you know, I'm done. Did it happen like that? Or was it something that had been brewing within you for a long time? And this was, the decision was made in an instant, but it had been a build up, or was it really, that's it? You hadn't really made a plan and you just went for it? it was definitely more the latter so that it was about six to eight months of knowing that I wasn't passionate about the job I was in and recruiters on LinkedIn were always sending through other production roles that were paying even more but they were all finance related or they were you know another kind of industry that I wasn't passionate about um and it was very much like knowing that if I was going to quit and find a different job the jobs I would be passionate about would mean going right back to entry level and working my way up which I thought was really ironic because I didn't want to take that pay cut I didn't want to go back into like a really junior salary um but then I always think it's funny because I didn't I literally am you know more broke now than I was at 21 but it's fine um (laughs) it's what it is small sacrifice um but so that was that was like bubbling up, but basically, I definitely think the spontaneity came from the fact that that email was very much like, okay, I'm out, and then it really was a case of I don't have a plan, but I've always just trusted myself to make something work. So whatever it is in life, if I and I, I really I never want to, never want it to come across as arrogant, but like it's I've always been I've been brought up with parents have told me since I was like little if you work hard enough for something you can achieve it always but the the trick is you have to work hard for it so whether it's a sporting event where you see someone cross a finish line and you think god that's amazing they've always said well you could do that too if you trained or or if it's a something in school it's like well if you work hard enough you can get there um and so it, it was just basically boiled down to the fact that like I don't know what I'm going to do but I just trust myself to find a way that this will work out um and I was completely in denial for those three months I remember my old colleagues and team and like some of the ones that I'm you know some good friends I'm still in contact with we laugh about it because I genuinely 
like wasn't really talking about it in those three months because I just was sort of you know I was thinking of a name that I could call it um but I didn't make a website didn't do anything I was just in complete sort of yeah yeah no it'll be fine it'll be fine and then I remember my last day and then I gave myself a week off because it was my 25th birthday um and then I remember on August the 7th just opening my laptop in the kitchen in the flat and just being like okay like what now <laughs> yeah what now like okay what like, what what do I do and it was literally a case of right I suppose I need a website let's google google how you make one of them and it was do you know what I mean it really was like that I'm laughing and not nodding along with you because I had such a similar situation I really I knew and I really resonate with what you said about how the job was convenient and it was all of the things it ticked the boxes you know you have the salary you get the travel you get the great things on your cv the good contacts the networks all of the things I had the same thing and I'd worked there for around three years and I looked up exactly like you said to my role models in the company as in future people who were doing my job in 10 years time and I didn't find any inspiration with them I didn't think oh I want my life and my career to look like you which then led to me also making a very spontaneous decision to leave with nothing ahead of me and quite a small amount of savings which in retrospect probably wasn't the best idea but you know there you have it you make it work and yeah I remember that feeling of finishing I also did a a four-month notice period and opening my laptop and being like great so how do you googling how do you run your own business and I was even at the point of not you had this great idea and you knew what you wanted to do and you had it very clear that you were going to create a blog even though you didn't know exactly what it would be called and I didn't even have that so I don't regret it and it sounds to me like you don't either but I think it says something about character and what I was thinking the most when you were speaking was you obviously have this amazing support system around you but the support system has enabled you to do it but it's not the reason that you did it right it's you you even said the words I just trusted myself and that's self-confidence because somewhere inside you knew you had your own back basically and you knew that no matter what happened you would survive this and I'm sure that that's carried carried you through your journey up until now does that does that sound right yeah 100 percent. I think um it's like a really so I, I speak about it quite a lot that kind of the line between confidence and arrogance and I think that it's you can there's something really I'm really proud of the fact that I I feel like I have I've trusted myself and no I, I feel like I know, I like my own company I know myself um and I feel like ever since I was little I'm quite good at confronting my weaknesses I know you know what I'm good at what I'm not good at and I really trust my abilities just from like past like pushing myself to step out of my comfort zone since I was little um it means that you kind of build up this like roster of things that you can fall back on. So by the time that I was 25, I could fall back on things from being a teenager or at uni or just after uni that meant that I I knew that if I was uncomfortable then and figured it out, yes, this wouldn't be easy, but I'll figure it out. And I think that that 100%, like you said, that's definitely what's kept me going over the past three years because there's been some unbelievably tough points, especially walking away from the salary. Like the financing and how that affects your confidence just generally is has been so tough, like 100% the hardest 
part of the journey so far but it's like even on those lowest lows there's like this gut instinct that I believe in she can she did missions so much and it's obviously like built and become more stronger as it's as it's gone on and my kind of where I see the brand going and my ambition for it has become bigger but it's like there's something inside me that's always knows that you know just keep chipping away like this is all part it's building up to something does that make sense a hundred percent makes sense and for anybody listening who is thinking of quitting their nine to five or wants practical advice of how to do it I think there's such an important message in what you just said there Fee I think the fact that you a was have been continuously willing to get out of your comfort zone is something that a lot of people I'd say that's the reason that people don't walk away from their salaries jobs even though they it doesn't fulfill them or they don't find it's it's their passion is because of that reason of not being willing to step out of uh, their comfort zone and again the second point is and I always speak to clients about this when they do want to set up a new business or a side hustle or something is figure out what your why is because that is what's going to drive you forward and I'm so happy that you brought that up because you have such a strong why in your business and I want you to explain in more detail what the why is and how that's really built up she can she did and seen it evolve into what it's uh, become today but I think for anybody who does want to start this journey understanding what's motivating you and for some people it is money but for most people it's it's something else it's something more uh linked to a passion or linked to something they've been through in their lives and I have it you know I know that my mission is to help uh women who are in their late 20s early 30s who want to make these big life changes and are afraid to do it and that why keeps me going no matter how many times I fail no matter how many obstacles or challenges uh, come up for me so I'm really happy that you said that because it's very clear that you've just powered through because you have your why such an important message yeah, no, definitely. There's um, like a, you sound like Simon Sinek there. That's a, a proper TED talk. It's one of the best ones, but it's yeah. so true. Um, it's it's like a really important business lesson, isn't it? So many people like just fixate on what they're selling, but they don't communicate the why uh, enough. But like for me at the beginning, it just boiled down to like popping that girl boss bubble, um, and I think it's really, you know, in hindsight, looking back over the past three years. She can, she did, could have been a lot bigger and bolder had I followed in the footsteps of how that girl boss hype works. Um, and I think it's really ironic, you know, I shared something the other day that basically to, to just take a few steps back, the why at the beginning was basically to inspire young women specifically at the beginning, um, that's changed now, but young women in their teens, 20s and 30s, that launching a business is possible, no matter what age, background, whatever, you, wherever you come from, That, but the caveat is it's not going to be as glamorous as it's sometimes made out to be and that you have to work seriously hard and grit your teeth and just persevere um, and also encourage as many current business owners that to keep going because the setbacks on route are all part and parcel of of this journey. So that was the why then. And I just think, you know, I shared something the other day about how the internet's literally, it's noisier than it's ever been before. All of this 
overnight success, the like stories recently. Um, you know, there's all of these Instagram experts trying to charge silly money, um, and uh, you, and I just kind of think it's yeah. I I just think it's ironic because she can she did submission has been trying to um com like combat that that's the issue right that anyone can claim to be anything online nowadays yeah. and it's it's creating such a false or warped version of what success is and i just think you know to get she can she did submission out there i should have perhaps no, I well I shouldn't have because it, it's in direct correlation of everything I stood for. But I wouldn't. I would put money on the fact that had I gone down the girl boss narrative of you know shouty capital letters and like really screaming about the mission and stuff, and perhaps opening up my own personal account and sharing things about my personal life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, perhaps the the mission would have you know um, got out there a, a little louder and. But I just think, like, at what cost? And I'm really proud of the fact that it's been really consistent from day one. Like, I haven't compromised on anything. But I do, I, I am, I I completely also appreciate that, you know, nowadays you have to shout to get heard and seen. So there's a really, like, I'm not making much sense here, but there is a real, um, it's a really difficult line to walk, you know, juggle sometimes. A hundred percent. And I'm so happy that, uh, you didn't uh, go away from your why and your mission and that's why I was so obsessed with reading all of your blogs because eventually it became a uh, she can she did uh, is a podcast um, but it started off as written blogs with uh, exactly like Fee was saying to really um, showcase and put in the spotlight um, women who had made these made their own businesses and and quit the nine to five to do their own thing and it was really showing that it wasn't all roses and it wasn't how it looked like online. And for me, I was obsessed with it because I was struggling. You know, I just quit my job and I didn't know what I was going to do. And I naively thought it would just, I trusted myself and I just thought, oh, it would just work out, which is great because you need that confidence to, to get it going. But there is so much noise online exactly like you said and I just saw all these coaches online and thought well I want to be a life coach and well that person's making a hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever and sending their program and I honestly I, I got a bit depressed after a while because obviously six months later nothing was happening and I had a small Instagram following this is before I actually found my turning 30 niche and I was just uh, trying to make it as a general career coach and I'm so happy that you really stuck to your mission because it was really important and I remember waiting each week for your uh, blog post to come up because I'm like learning so much from all these women and I think it's a bit like uh, I don't know if you listened to Elizabeth Day's uh, podcast mm -hmm. How to Fail but it was that that for me it was the same thing when I uh, consumed your content and I was following you is that knowing that you know even though there are obstacles and challenges and not so great not such great things happening that other people are in the same boat and it's normal and if I'm being honest the whole girl boss thing for me eventually I just realized like it's just a lot of noise and it's not authentic and it can't be real and but don't you think it's crazy though Emma like this is what bothers me is that you know Elizabeth launched how to fail in 2018 and she can she did um that was 
like Elizabeth's podcast I literally adore like it's it's my favorite 100% um and she can she did 2017 and the fact that like there's this whole it's it's strange to be like Elizabeth being praised that just for just sharing honest stories and that is literally like why why does these why does this even have to exist do you know what I mean like why is it that talking about failures is such a novel concept like it's just you know that says so much about like our just society at the moment that like that's a groundbreaking thing and talking about the challenges on route in a business and being honest about your business story is is a niche like I I honestly I'm I'm grateful for it because it's what really helps you can she did but I just find it so crazy that like people struggle to open up about that kind of thing like I just you know what what's happened along the line where we're all just so scared to open up and I just think like the more yeah I just really am so grateful for the how to fail podcast on a a way bigger scale because it's just really trying to get that message like across that it's completely okay to be honest like why is honesty something that we all have to be like oh that's needed that should just be a human that should just be our go-to right 100% but I think it's because of the social media era where Mm. everyone is trying to just make things seem so perfect and look so perfect online so you add that that's to even just individuals and then that really crossed over into people's businesses as well because people just they like the the shiny toys and they like to see things that look a certain way and sorry to get all coachy but when for example you want to quit your nine to five and you want to go and create a new business then your brain is programmed to go and look at success because you want to encourage yourself to do it so you go online and you see all the success that's why and people know that success sells so all of the people online who are selling you know instagram engagement or coaching even it's very what you're what we're talking about now is is a big thing in the coaching world of people just selling shit basically and um they know that it sells because people want to buy happiness it's like psychology it's basic psychology people really want to buy happiness but I have to say I think that in 2017-18 when you first started and and I was first showing up online uh, I think it was the very beginning of now what I do think there is some sort of social media backlash with people becoming more authentic and I'm sure you've always been an authentic voice for me and I know that you speak a lot about your own journey as well as obviously sharing other women's journeys but for me I know that my highest engagement on Instagram and my highest uh, I guess um, you know the most times that I feel the best about my business like the highest pride that I have in my business is when I share my authentic story and I actually come out and speak about things that aren't so spoken about online like the fact that I'm 33 and I went through a very big breakup and this year that was a huge thing to share and something that most people wouldn't share especially if they're a coach and they you know have to be an inspiration to clients but it's very 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 important that all of us I think it's a responsibility for us as women online to make sure that we're telling the behind the scenes process and Mm -hmm. what's going on with us and it's not just because that's going to mean higher engagement but it's because people need to understand that life isn't always a bed of roses and we're not raking in the cash because we gave up our nine to fives um and it's all about balance so 
yeah, I think it's really interesting and I could speak about this for the whole rest of the podcast, but let's, let's move on. And I want to ask you, talking of obstacles and challenges, can you share with us, uh, I guess, I want to know two things. Firstly, the biggest challenges that you've had over the past, uh, however many years of doing, of running your business, and then we'll move on to your proudest moments. Cause I think it's also nice to, to give that two, two sides of the coin. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, just picking up on something you said, one of my personal things or biggest challenges in is the, that realisation when it dawns on you that, you know, life gets in the way. And if you are running a business, I think what people forget when they say they want to launch a business or in those early few weeks and months is that if you launch a business that you genuinely care about, it's end game, right? And you you're then in it for the long haul. So it's a case of that just sustaining and the kind of the fact that you get to one, you tick off one thing and then it's on to the next. And it's just that process to keep a business going and you're in it for the long haul. Life will always get in the way sometimes. And in 2019, very, very start of 2019, um, my ex and I broke up and I remember like, that was my first proper serious relationship and I just can relate so much Emma to you know your year because 2019 was the hardest year of my life like and that when you I think when you run a business and you're constantly pushing yourself out of your comfort zone that was the first time in my life where I didn't recognize myself because you're just grieving and it's I remember hosting you know I'd signed a contract with my sponsor at the time to host the midweek mingle roadshows and I remember two hours before I was hosting the Manchester one I was sat in a cafe um with my mum just bawling my eyes out and I just didn't have the energy at all like I wasn't there I'd clocked out and then two hours later it was like okay game face on here we go and just that I just felt so drained and like that whole process is really really hard but like I think about eight months um in you know you just I think the best thing even though it's hard what I learned from that is that you just let yourself feel all those emotions and it's like you don't fight it just you just sit in that if I remember you know I just launched the podcast as well and I all I did in that time was what the business needed for me like what the what the business needed to get by I did and everything else like what I'd normally be doing you know chasing investors or reaching out to sponsors for you know pitching ideas and all of that that completely just stopped like it was a case of I need to get next week's podcast sorted so I will go and interview that person and I'd come back from those interviews and just cry and then host the event cry you know just that was it um and then slowly but surely like you just start feeling okay again but you know you know what it's like people just say oh it'll get better in time but when you're in that stage it's so bloody hard and that was genuinely so yeah not not a nice part but it's just the reality you know I've interviewed women that have gone through divorces and they've got businesses I've interviewed some amazing women that have had miscarriages um and then had to you know one woman I've interviewed she had to she knew she was miscarrying her baby 
but had to deliver um, something for a bride because it was the, her customer's wedding day and she obviously couldn't let her cl- like client down. So she showed up, she did the work and then went to the hospital and had miscarried her baby. And you just think like, oh my God, we're so resilient. Like, And that's what keeps me personally going because every day I'm talking to these amazing women that are pushing through all of this stuff that never makes it on Instagram, by the way. Like, obviously you're not going to share that. This is just a reality that goes on behind the scenes. And it's a case of, you know, if God, if she can get through that, then... I can get through this. This is going to pass. This too shall pass, as they say. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely like when the personal life is hard, tricky. Um, that that is really tough. Um, and then on a, I guess on a businessy challenge, you know, the journey to get investment was bloody tough. Like 2018, that what we launched, you know, the benefits program we launched six weeks ago. That has been in my head since ten months into launching. She can. She did. I first pitched it to investors on my 26th birthday. Um, and then about six weeks after that first pitch, I had an angel investor offer to invest, but they wanted 40% of the business. And I remember obviously saying no and trying to negotiate and they pulled out. And I remember just being like, I'd let myself, I was so naive when like in hindsight of everything I've learned since. And I'm so glad that that fell through. But I remember that falling through and just crying like, I remember just walking with my mum and just bawling my eyes out because I'd let myself believe for the six weeks I was working with that team of investors. You start picturing, like, what's going to happen and you picture how much, like, potential it has and you start letting yourself believe in this, like, vision for the business and then it all just gets kind of pulled away. That was tough. Um, And then, obviously... Two years down the line, um, I had an investor pull through, pull out in April, um, and she was so amazing. It was when we'd gone into lockdown, and she just said, "Get it off the ground." And so, with you know, in any way, shape, or form you can. And I'd say that the past six months of trying to get the benefits program off the ground with barely any money, um, t- like so much, has gone on. Whether it's like all the legal stuff. Um, like giving shares to different people to try and you know do value exchanges of that needing their help and all of that that whole side of like the admin stuff of business and then just generally like launching and knowing the potential and and the reality and like trying to navigate that in your head when you just want as many people to benefit from it as possible that was really tough like the two weeks after launch that was really hard because you obviously you let yourself believe in like what you want it to go like and then you just this is the thing about that whole overnight success thing like what startup isn't a a startup like you have to be scrappy and I think even I'd let myself kind of get caught up in this whole oh my gosh it's going to be so amazing once we've launched once we've launched because I've been dreaming about it for two years and then you launch and you realize that oh god it's back to day one I've got this new business and here we go and I think it was I think it was really on a personal level like for three years of just working at full speed for pretty much no money at all I'm I was really burnt out when we launched and it was a case of that was where I felt like genuinely burnt out from work and just trying to find the energy to just like go for it and that you should have all that energy at the beginning and I think you know I'm, I'm three years in and we just launched and and I think, you know, that was just a case of family and friends just kind of being like, okay, you need to just 
you know, sleep, like, and just, it will be fine. And it, you know, it's fine now. And now I'm, you know, I feel super excited about it. But I think that whole managing expectations thing, um, yeah, that's, that's been tough as well. Yeah. The thing that's coming up for me here is how resilient you are. And I'm sure at the time you didn't feel like it. And like you said, emotions and lots of bawling and again, even linked to going through a breakup and then having to just get on with it. And and then also business obstacles, like investors falling through and then just getting on with it. It's like the launch happening and then it not being exactly how you expected. You've just got to get on with it. And I think yeah. resilience for sure is just such an important characteristic of anybody who wants to set up their own business or do something different to the to the norm and I always say this when I have friends colleagues clients who are like oh but it's so hard it's so hard I'm like but if it was easy everyone would do it you know 100% oh my gosh literally that like it's such a cliched phrase but like it's so blooming true it's so Mm. hard and I completely like I don't personally think that everyone is cut out to run a business because I definitely think it takes a certain, you know, you have to just, it's, you have to really believe in what you're doing because yeah. otherwise I'd just say, like, don't do it because it tests you beyond belief. And even, like, the businesses that, you know, do well, like, she kind of didn't lend itself directly to a business model straight away. So there was a lot of just trying to just trust the process and, like, lay some groundwork before, you know, you could even consider monetizing it. But say, like, a product-based business that you create, I don't know, a candle and you have something to sell and straight away the money's coming in. Even that kind of business, you know, there's ebbs and flows in anyone's journey. Like, they might have a really busy Christmas, but come February, it might dip and they've got to pick themselves up and find new ways. And no business, whatever it looks like, is plain sailing. Yeah. Um, and I just think, yeah, that ability to just kind of keep on going. But I think the thing that's benefited me, like I've you know said a few moments ago, is the fact that every day... I'm having these honest conversations with women. So, like, to me, it's like a no-brainer. Of course, it's not going to go plain sailing. Of course, an investor's going to pull out. Like, why wouldn't my story be any different? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So that was going to be my next question to you. Was going to, <laughs> it's kind of like a very obvious question, but was the fact that you were interviewing day in, day out business owners about you know their journey and I guess in a way their fuck ups and their bad things that happened is would did that has that played a big part of your story of just getting on with it even when the going got really tough absolutely like I like I said you know you can't interview someone who has miscarried and still shown up like that is you know the respect I have for the women that I interview I just sit there in awe sometimes like I just think like god and I, I and even like um one of the most amazing women she was one of the first women I interviewed but I interviewed her again when we went into lockdown and she's just become a mum for the first time three we- three weeks before the UK went into lockdown went into lockdown 90% of her business was lost like all clients just you know all these contracts were just being cancelled left right and centre and she was navigating the the emotional journey that is becoming a mum for the first time and the lack of sleep and she had a team to you know manage as well that were depending on her and you just think like god the weight on her shoulders if she can get through that I can get through this you know and it's just that constant perspective um and I think it's so easy like nowadays to just think especially when you see all of these glamorous lives on Instagram you think god like 
I wish I had that, I wish I had that. And you just actually, if you take a, st- a step back and just appreciate like what you have compared to some people or how lucky you are compared to um, some people's circumstances right now, like you suddenly become, it's all like a, it's an easiest world to pill to swallow sorry yeah. um you just kind of think like good on her for having that life like I bet she works bloody hard for it because you start seeing what other you know if I see a, a woman now that's super 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 successful instead of doing the the jealousy and the bitterness and the envy thing you just go I bet she's worked her ass off like and she deserves every bit bit of that and it's just so much easier to then be happy for people around you because you can appreciate what they've had to go through to get there yeah oh my god I love that so much because I think you're really touching on comparison here like how easy it is just to compare ourselves Mm. to other people and I always use that in my coaching and say just remember that everyone is having their human experience so even though it looks a certain way from the outside it's definitely not that way and you basically have had a front row seats to all of this for the past Mm. few years so I'm really happy that that really drove your business forward and probably gave you that resilience that you needed and I guess we've been speaking a lot about how hard it is to set up a business and all the (laughs) negative sides and I I really want us to be inspiration for for those who are thinking of uh, doing it you know I posted a a poll on Instagram saying uh, it wasn't a poll it was like a you know what episodes do you want to hear next in the Turning 30 podcast and quitting the nine to five was actually one of the top ones that people wanted to to hear about because I know that lockdown and everything that's happened this year has really made so many people I guess because they're not in the office and they're not in their commutes and their daily routines and they're just in front of their laptops at home everyone's really thinking of wanting to do something more fulfilling and Mm. just something different so oh the there's rates for people setting up the businesses it's at an all-time high this year I read a stat the other day like an article I can't remember who um shared it but yeah in terms of actual stats it's like it's gone through the roof yeah Um, and it makes sense right because all of a sudden we've been confronted with ourselves and people who have been hiding away in their job thinking oh one day I'll do it one day I'll do it is now like okay now's the time I want to do it so let's talk some positive things and I want you to say I want you to share with us maybe some of the moments that you have been most proud of running she can she did yeah definitely I think like for me every no matter what challenge I've gone through when the highs come in they they literally do outweigh the lows like because the thing is with when you run a business and this is what I'm so passionate about is like you hold the reins and you start that business from nothing like it starts from literally you and an idea and the the willingness to put the work in to get it off the ground so when you get the wins I remember like the first midweek mingle roadshow you know or the first time I got sponsorship and like they they just like you created that like that's that's that no one can take that away from you and I think that that's what makes it so amazing but even just silly things like half an hour ago I opened um Instagram and we've just one of the benefits um that we've secured for the she can do benefits program is free health health cover for the next six months to get uh business women through lockdown um and someone's just put like I signed her up for it yesterday and I don't even know where my phone is but she said she used it twice yesterday and she's so happy that she's finally prioritizing her health because it's basically a a perk where you can have instant access you don't need to leave the home you don't need to leave um you don't need to worry about GP waiting times all of that you can instantly 
get access to the doctor straight away. And she has, it's her busiest time of year and she's been able to just sort her health out. And to me, things like that, and she's super grateful, that to me is like, we're actually making a difference. And like hearing your story, Emma, like the fact that you were reading those blogs, you know, I used to slave away typing those up because you know what, I'm like a ramble. So <coughs> when I was interviewing... um founders you know if we went off on a tangent I'd have to type it all up so that they were still chatty and like the fact that you used to read those and it like helped it just like all of that makes it worth it it's just like it's so amazing I always kind of you just forget who's watching sometimes and it's it's just really cool and like on a personal level you know I have done so much public speaking in school and uni and I always hated it like I always would get so unbelievably nervous and everyone would always be like, oh, you know, that feeling of go away practice makes perfect. And I was doing so much of it. And I was like, it, it doesn't. I literally like, I hate it. You know, wobbly hands, all of it. And I remember when I was hosting the Midweek Mingle Roadshows, I, um, I saw a hypnotherapist for the first time in my life. And I remember saying to her, I'm so cynical about this. Um, but it was one of my mum's friends. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to give it a whirl. And genuinely, because I wanted to, I didn't want to dread my own event. Like if you're running a business, you want to enjoy it. And I really wanted to, I, was, I put so much work into making them um, super fun for everyone else. I wanted to make sure that if I was going to host roadshows, um, that the mingles had to be fun for me as well. And anyway, I went to see the hypnotherapist and I just think it's one of the best things I've ever done in my life because um, she did this technique called BWRT I think it's called where she just rewires the brain patterns in your head so before I someone would say public speaking and my instant reaction was I'm bad at it I hate it I'm, I'm so like I can't do it and she asked me what I want to feel when someone says public speaking so I wanted to feel calm I wanted to feel like I've got this that was it I can I can do it basically and so now no word of a lie I say public speaking and my brain's literally telling me right now, like, you've got this, you're calm, like, go for it. And that has been an actual game changer for me. But the thing that I'm proud of is, you know, brands now have started reaching out and I've hosted events for, like, Swarovski and Dior and they're inviting me as the founder of She Can, She Did to host these events with women in the room that I've I've literally grown up admiring. And I just think like my 15, 16 year old self that used to dread a class presentation, I want to go back and tell her like one day you're going to be interviewing Nadia Hussein and you're like that someone's going to ask you to like host events for these brands, like these massive brands. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like how, how does that happen? But then when I say that, you go, it happened because you put the work in. Like, it's been three years of such hard work and pushing myself out of my comfort zone. But it those moments, which I'm sure you can relate to, when they come, like, yes, they're few and far between, um, and there's a whole lot of baggage that comes with it. But, like, they make it so worth it because I'm just proud of myself. Like, and I'm just, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, it makes it worth it, basically. I had goosebumps when you just were saying about the public speaking and also, you know, looking back to your 15, 16 year old self, because yeah, it's, it really is amazing. And I think that, again, the thing that holds people back is getting out of their comfort zone. But once you're out of it, you kind of become addicted to it. In a way, I find yeah. that it's like, come on, just br- bring me any obstacle and I'm just <laughs> crazy and do it. But I 
you know, I really believe that that's just testament to you, again, making all of those steps and reaching out even to this hypnotherapist whose number I need to get off you because I'm terrified of public speaking and She's I would love to honestly feel calm. amazing. Wow. And it's not, it's not cheesy, it's not cliche. Yeah. I literally said to her, she's just, yeah, she's great um, and so smart. Like, it's none of this, like, woo-woo stuff. Mm-hmm. She genuinely, um, like, specialises in brain development stuff and yeah. it's just fascinating our brains are so powerful yeah. um Amazing. yeah definitely well I'll, sh- I'll share, yeah, that share, share, share that well maybe i'll put it in the show notes for any for anybody else we can yeah, do. Uh, do some free promotion <laughs> for her um no but i really love that you just said that about the highest highs because even though it is the lowest lows i found that for me when i was employed obviously life was a little bit easier you can turn your laptop off and just have a relaxing weekend or most of the time depends what you do um but you know you can really have that work-life boundary separation uh and you know it's not even though you might get a bad email from your boss or have an altercation with somebody in work in general everything's pretty stable yeah in the long run and if it's not you've got the paycheck to be able to take yourself off for dinner or go out with the girls for drinks yeah you treat yourself yeah all of that is but there's nothing for me I was working as a sales manager. Um, we actually didn't go into this part of the story, but I I, I went back from being um, from I did I went I basically made my job a side hustle and I went back into the working world and then left it again this year. But I um, was working as a sales manager and I would uh, get my team to be selling and they would sell big ticket products which are similar in price to my coaching program and I would be so excited when I sold or when someone in my team sold or when I sold one and I would be getting five percent of that package and then obviously this year been selling my coaching and getting my clients on board and there's no better feeling a because oh my god I've got another client that I can help and I know I'm going to transform her life and it's going to be amazing that for me is like the key win but then the second win is I get to keep 100% 100% not well, not 100% because <laughs> I was going to say the tax man's going to take some of it <laughs> ta- not 100% because of taxes but let's just say in theory because that 5% <laughs> used to also get taxed that's a whole lot more than 5% <laughs> yeah, yeah so that 5% actually was like a lot less and then now obviously uh, it just feels better and it just is it's priceless really is and it does make all the hard work pay off so I do want to leave on a, on a positive message for everyone that uh, the highs are really high and they are really worth it so don't let our discussion of struggles but also just our authentic conversation put anybody off and lastly before we finish I am so in awe of the benefit program that you have set up I think it's so so important and I would just love if you could give a really small I know we've already spoken about it a little bit but just a summary of the program itself and I know some of my listeners would definitely be interested in signing up for it so where they can find out more information oh yeah amazing thanks Emma it's basically the UK's first benefits program for all female business owners so whether you're a sole trader or a female freelancer or a director of a limited company um, and it basically provides you with all of the health and financial benefits that kind of come hand in hand with a corporate job so things like access to your pensions health insurance business insurance gym memberships discounted um, eye care eye test all of that kind of stuff that obviously you lose as soon as you walk away from the the corporate 
world um, and that hit me like a ton of bricks because I kind of hadn't really considered that I, I knew that you obviously walk away from the monthly paycheck but I, I forgot that everything else you walk away from too but we've also partnered with a whole host of fashion beauty lifestyle parenthood and well-being brands as well um, because I'm so passionate about the fact that it's obviously not just a nine to five and it weaves its way into every single aspect of a female business owner's life um, and so the whole idea behind it is that if you are supported both physically like and mentally, um, your business then in turn will do better. And the more female business owners that feel empowered and bolstered and supported, the more businesses do better, the more in the long run we can start address- addressing um, how unbalanced the current landscape is um so like the long-term aim of this is obviously like bridging that gap and there's some real systemic like change there but obviously on a much like if you kind of peel it back it just boils down to I mean the strap line for the platform's resilience rewarded and it just comes down to just supporting anyone that has the guts to launch a business in my opinion deserves to be rewarded for it um and it's literally five ninety nine a month. I haven't put a giant price tag on it at all because I didn't earn anything for 10 months when I launched Can She Did. Still earn peanuts compared to my old salary. And so I wanted it to be as accessible as possible from day one of someone's business. Um, or fifty nine ninety nine for the year, if you prefer paying for the year. But it's And it basically, there's weekly events on there as well. Um, but yeah, super proud of it. It's my um, baby. Wow, <laughs> it's just incredible. And I just obviously so inspired by you and love and love the fact that you've created this and I know you've had a crazy year getting it off the ground with everything that's happened so really really congratulations and well done and I urge anybody who is thinking of quitting the nine-to-five but doesn't want to for one of the reasons of losing all the benefits that come along with it and even the community uh definitely check out fees program because it's just it's it's taking away that excuse like no more excuses go get it done um really amazing and I'll put in the blurb of the episode where you can find more details uh, of that if you do want to uh, finish listening and go ahead and sign right up so thank you so much Fee for uh, coming on today it's been such a pleasure to talk to you as you know I've been fangirling over you for a really long time so it was really really great that we actually uh, had the chance to talk uh, honestly Emma thank you I've literally loved it and I feel like uh, this is why I save all podcast Fridays because I just feel like you just get to the end of the week and you just want to rant don't you and I've really enjoyed a chat so yeah, thank you yeah it's been amazing and if you've enjoyed this podcast episode then please go ahead and subscribe and share it and thank you for listening as always you can find me on Instagram at turning30coach and you can find Fee at uh, she can she did and I'll see you all on the podcast next week